It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. It is the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. And the eyes of the sporting world firmly fixed on France at the moment, the occasion of the Rugby World Cup 2023. First round of matches complete. We catch up now with a man who has become known as the voice and face of Supersport Rugby, and that's Owen Ankamani. Owen, thanks for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today. Your main takeaways from round one. Yeah, Darren, thanks for the invite. I think, uh, again, we, we, we're blessed to be able to chat uh, rugby, a sport that we all love. Um, for me, day one is a, as expected. You know, I think there were one or two upsets. I think I look back, I didn't expect England to beat Argentina. And the reason is quite simple. I thought Argentina, you know, for the past year, have a very good uh, performances. under Checker pushed the spring box at Ellis Park, um, you know, beat England last year, managed to beat... Um, New Zealand as well. So that one was a big surprise. And, and if you look at it, um, England lost to Fiji, you know, in their last warm-up matches. So for me, that was a big surprise. Um, and then also we backed Fiji. We thought Fiji will do the, the miracle, something they've done before, beat Wales. That didn't happen. And then the, the opening game, that for me, that was a strange one. And there I went with the heart. It was never, you know, it was anything. It was like New Zealand has to lose, you know. <laughs> and based on the history of New Zealand and South Africa, that's how it was. And, and well done to France. Um, but the big disappointing thing for me was the opening ceremony. I think uh, we're not talking enough about that. I think if it was any African country that put out something like that, we'd have been slated. So um, as expected... And, and and the biggest thing about a World Cup, you know, when I win it in week one, you just want to get over the line, win those games. And specifically for the Springboks, I thought, you know, Scotland, everybody spoke them up. Scotland spoke themselves up. And Finn Russell, this and that. And, and I think we also a bit um, wary. We're not too sure what to come, you know. And I thought the guys handled well. We had our chances earlier on, convert. But at the end, you know, a win is a win at an international stage like that. So we weren't perfect, but there was a lot of good on show in that Bok win over Scotland, Owen. I think limiting the Scots to just three points to start with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, our defence again was outstanding, and I was very surprised how the Scots wanted to play. And and every time I thought we would shut them down, force them back on the inside. I thought that that was brilliant. Uh, and we, won, we had one or two scrums where we kind of slipped up, but then we, we got back to what we do well. We started gaining penalties from the scrums. Um, I thought well-managed, steady. Uh, and you consider as well, I mean, a lot of guys who've been there before and guys are getting a first opportunity. But the beauty about the Springboks at the moment, Darren, is they can pick whoever. It's not like it was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, a team gets picked it's like oh it should have been so and so it should have been so and so now it's like hey pick whoever let's see how it goes and I think I think we're in a very very healthy spot as, as a South African rugby at the moment in terms of player management player depth as well on an international stage Or our qualification plans on track Group B rivals Ireland they had a big win over Romania expected I'm wondering if the Scots have it in them to, to overturn the Irish in their clash Let's say a problem now. It doesn't bother us, does it? <laughs> we good to go now. They're going to sort themselves out. I, mean, I think that's the last game of the pool. And, and that's what's key. We, you know, we could start for us. We picked up points. We need to pick up at least five points and make sure a points difference. We, we can rack up as many points as we can in the next two pool games before we get to that Irish game. Um, so, so, so I think for us, the plan is, is right up there. Uh, Scotland and Ireland can sort themselves out. But also, you know, uh, a good start for Ireland, as expected, when you play a weak team, put them away properly, and they've done that. And, and I think, for me, 
Uh, you know, other teams were won by 40, were won by, by 60, 50, maybe take the foot off the gas. They were clinical. You know, it's a, it's a team that, not a tier one team, we've got to put them away. I thought that that was brilliant from, from the Irish. Okay, so let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We haven't qualified yet, but chances are we make the quarterfinals. If we do, Owen, which of France or the All Blacks would you prefer we meet in a possible quarterfinal? Sure, tough one, eh? Um, at the moment, I think we've got the All Blacks number. I think we can we can put them away. Um, depends what happens in the next couple of weeks for them. Um, you know, it, it's it's weaker opposition as such. I mean, they've got they're going to take on they're going to Namibia, Uruguay, Italy. Italy might fancy their chances to push them. So, will they be sharp enough get the quarters? Is a big question mark. We we're not too sure. France, on the other hand, you know, we play them in France with 14 men, just lost to them. Uh, and also, it was like, you know, we can't take these guys on. At the moment, the way I feel is that if South Africa wins the quarters, they'll win the World Cup. Wow. I think for us, that's, 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 it's that simple. I think from if we get to that semis, because it's two games, and then I think the guys will just, I don't know, grow extra legs, extra arms, and, <laughs> and realize what, what's at stake. You know, I always say, the box win the lights stay on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and off the field of play, there have been a couple of things. Uh, murmurs of refereeing inconsistencies. I'm thinking of the, the different interpretations of head clash incidents, which have resulted respectively in a, a red card, a yellow card, and no card. We don't seem to be exactly sure where we stand with this. What's your take? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that's always been there in our game. It was very disappointing you know, from World Rugby. So for me, watching that opening game, I, I felt there was almost like a director from World Rugby not to highlight uh, any bad player, what could be controversial in terms of the replays we yeah, saw. Yeah. We're just not there. You, know, you could see that this is not a natural way that everybody who does rugby broadcast on a regular would not miss that replay. You want to see it as a viewer. And those replays just never came. It never came. Uh, and that's going to be the, you know, I say death of our game, but always an inconsistent. So when you try to watch a game with somebody who hasn't, they'll always be baffled by the laws. They baffle us on a day to day. Imagine <laughs> a guy who's trying to get into the game. So, so they're in it. It's one of those. And, and, and I also feel, you know, the bunker system is great, but it's almost taking the responsibility away from the ref. So they'll leave it to the bunker. Rightly so, and sometimes I feel, you know, now and again, make a call. You're the ref, you know. If, if maybe we should take away the red cards from rugby, you know, go just with the yellows, and, and and it is what it is. You're for ten, you come back, cool, you've cooled down, and we move on. If anything, um, the sighting set up. If it was really a harsh uh, call, you're really dangerous. You're a malicious thing. It gets escalated from you know, and I think that way will take away the doubt in terms of um, what's the right call, what's the wrong call. My biggest question, I've always been, I mean, I asked this one on my TV shows and I asked the guys that be there and I say, the laws change. What impact has that got on coaching? Because now the head clash, for instance, uh, Curry, you know, hard done, definitely hard done, touch done. Jesse Creel based on the current laws, very lucky. Um, you know, the heads are going to clash, but it's not malicious, not dangerous. And the guy is trying to shut down the space. This is how I was coached. Shut down the space. Put him, under, put him under pressure. You know, as soon as you dip, you can make the pass. You don't want him to. So maybe the goal was there to shut down the space and the guys did exactly as they're told in the week. Take the guy's space and boom, here you are. You've got a red card. The guy can't play the next game. 
So those are the few things that rugby has to sort out over time. Um, it's just one of those, and it's disappointing for our game. Matthew Carley came in for a lot of stick for the way he blew the Wales versus Fiji clash. I have to say, as a neutral, I reckon Fiji have reason to feel a little aggrieved. I know it's a tough job, but World Cups can turn on a ref's performance. Absolutely. We saw that, as you said. I mean, I think the, the uh, penalty count was like 17 from uh, from Wales, no cards given. Uh, Fiji picked up a few cards. <sighs> the flow of the game from the ref, what? Because they're also humans, you know. You, you, sure. you go into a ref a game and subconsciously you expect or, you know, you, you're a rugby man and you expect Team A to win. And that's going to impact on the way you see things because there's a lot of enigma in terms of some of the rugby rules and how things like, like the, the scrum, you know. The one <laughs> Yeah, just the scrum itself. You know, the one ref sees it as, as the tight end who took it down and the one says, no, but the lucid went to another angle. It's never clear cut in terms of what causes scrum to, to collapse, for for instance. Uh, so all things like that, it's, it's how the ref sees it on the day and he'll blow the other guy and it was this guy who cranked it down first. Uh, there's so many variables in terms of making a call uh, in split seconds. Um, so so it's, it's a tough one. And, and as you said, as I said, they are human. It's, it's unfortunate they will make mistakes, but we're just trying to get to a consistent level week in, week out to know this is a transgression and, you know, when you do one, definitely. So it's not an ambiguous kind of a call. I think that that's what rugby really, really needs. Your thoughts on the, the influence of box skipper Sia Khaleesi Owen. He's not only immense on the field of play, but he's immense off it as well. I mean, the way he jumped in at that presser to defend Marnie Lubbock was special. It all just hints at a really, really tightly knit box unit that he's clearly at the heart of. Darren, let me put it this way. I've got to go backwards. Um, CA gets made captain. Very open style of, of leadership. And, and I question them, and I come from old school. The leader says, we follow, we go. Uh, some leaders don't say much, but we follow. And over time, I've had a chance to speak to players who, who are new to the squad, who had been there before. And I asked, and the guys are like, I've ne- we've never seen anything like this. This, yeah. this is the guy. The comment he made for me in that post, um, press conference makes him to be the best captain in South African sporting history, just in that comment alone. Being able to realize what it needed from a leadership point of view, what the team feels. It's just, just the timing of it all. It was just world-class. As you said, it's beyond the fields of play. It's beyond the field and play. And I'll also tell you something. <laughs> There's some work we're trying to do with the Sharks at the moment with, with Supersport and chatting to them and talking about the number of players who are not available that they had signed. And and the biggest thing that came out was Sia playing or not, what he brings to the union, what he brings is just immense. It's beyond him running and scoring tries. They His say presence. what he brings off the field. Yeah, they say it's, it's with, with millions of it. He says we can't even quantified the what he brings off the field. This is just on another level. And and, and you, you know, to find people saying that about an individual was it, it's just it's a, you know, I'm 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 lost for words because it's a good feeling. It's a, it's a good feeling. No, no, it's amazing. This is a global icon. This is a kid that we 
no longer a kid. I mean, a man, a father of two. <laughs> this, this is the guy, you know, we saw grow in our, in our eyes going to Western Province. I remember the Craven Week in PE a couple of years ago. Um, he was playing eighth man in the flank. He goes to Western Province. This is the kid we've seen grow in front of our eyes to become this world icon. And, 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 and even for us, it's like, it is still possible. You know, as a, again, not beyond sport. That that's what he brings. And as I said, that that comment in the press conference just shows that this man has grown on and off the field. He's just a a super icon for 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 our country. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard uh, press men cheer yeah. an answer <laughs> from the captain at a press conference. And I love the little fist pump he got from his coach as well. As I said. It really hints at a tightly knit Bok unit, and and that's good for supporters to see. No, very much so. And I mean, we always uh, expect the best of of, of the box, um, and it's their responsibility. You know, um, how can I put it? It's we can we can't want them to win, and there are times when they don't. They feel they've got to be a lot tighter, uh, and we keep ex- expecting from them, demanding from them, and and, and to see them this. They're beyond a rugby team now. They are a family. Um, to get to get a first pump from a coach, it just shows that you know, these people are human. You must be loving your job at the moment. We are loving the Supersport coverage, by the way. It's world class as always. You've got three different languages that you're broadcasting in, and you've also brought all black legend Justin Marshall on board. Happy with the state of things? Yeah, I think so. You know, so, so I've been very fortunate as well just to get more insights in terms of how the business works. I think, Darren, what Supersport does doesn't really you know they don't sing their own praises you know the, the contribution that they provide to sport not only rugby just across the board in terms of the airtime giving in the finances to to make sure sponsors are aligned assist assist on another level and they'll never sing their praises just the way the company is but uh I, also what i'm loving is, is the fact that you know uh, my weir is trying to reach out to get the game to the people who've never uh, seen the game i mean we've all had the uh, the luxury of watching the 2019 Rugby World Cup, watching the documentary uh, documentaries of, of that Rugby World Cup. The reality is that there's a good chunk of our population who've never seen that. And Supersport is really trying to make sure that people see the story, see the success of the Springboks. Uh, and you said the three language and, and the Tosa commentary has just grown over the years, uh, the excitement they bring and just the reach. And also, you know, you know not forgetting... Um, you know, the Afrikaans uh, market, they've always been there. I think Corbus has done a stellar job over the years. Super is alive and well. And, yeah, and also just making sure that we get other views from, from, from you know, other people. Because, you know, now and again, when you internalize everything, you think you're a hero. Let's hear what mm-hmm. the Justin Marshall have got to say, George Gregan. Uh, so it's brilliant. I mean, they're also getting opinions from Australia, uh, world rugby as well. I think there's a lot going on there, and then the, the New Zealand. So again, it's it's it's, it's an important time for for the business, important time for SuperSport, important time for South Africa, and rightly so because what the Springbok brand has done for our country over the years. And I just hope the guys make it all the way. And us as as the people of South Africa, Darren, it's just we need to build on it, make it better. You know, all the wins. Is, you know, if we get the fourth one now. What legacy are we leaving for the kids who want to take up rugby, the supporters? Yeah, yeah. Does that filter to our soccer, to our cricket? Cricket under a bit of pressure now. 
truly share notes between the successful sporting code and the other one. We just need to get the sporting people around the room. Oh, of course, we need business. You, you should know it keeps us, it takes us over. And let's see how, how we plan the next 20, 50 years in our sport and just use sport to advance our country. You know, as I said, the box win, the lights stay on. Yeah, yeah. Great catching up with you again, Owen. I'm hoping that on the 31st of October, you and I will be cheering a fourth Springbok Rugby World Cup win. Fingers crossed. Darren, you know, I'm, I'm old school. I'm pen and paper. As you say, 31st October, I'm writing it down. I've got to chat with Darren. It's in my <laughs> notebook. <laughs> you got it, Dave. Thank Thanks so, so much. much. No, thank well. I really appreciate it. Thanks for allowing me to share my thoughts about the game. Owen and Kamani, all the best. Thanks, Darren. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.